Greetings, nerds. This is Cena Nerd. I'm your host, Sarah Belmont, and with me, as always, is our Mr. Producer, Will Polk. How are you doing tonight, Will? Doing very well, Sarah. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm not sure how tonight's show is going to go. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah, I know. I know we're talking, uh, talking to the, well, one new show and uh, one returning show, so it's always... Uh, uncharted territory with these kind of things, so it can go super well, it can go super off the rails, but either way, it's always fun chatting these things with you. Yep, yep. So, so let's start with Titans. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when you, when you reminded me that we were covering it, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I don't know why it feels like I saw Titans two months ago or something. Even though I've been watching it every Friday when the episode drops, I just, I don't know. It feels like it's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, the first episode felt that way, too. Um, and it's not because I didn't like it or anything. I actually rather, I really enjoyed it. Uh, but I think it's, with the streaming services, with, for example, Netflix, they usually drop all these episodes all at once. So mm-hmm. I think it's a little, you know, it's almost like our, you know, traditional broadcast model that we're we're dealing with here with with Titans. So we are getting, you know, each new episode one per week. So it it is a little it is a little different in that regard uh, for a streaming show. Yeah, yeah, and and I think we were on. A little bit of opposite sides about the first episode. We had some Twitter exchanges. Yeah. We did. Following it. We did. We did. I know, uh, I know, I think you were like, we're here in Robin's story again, <laughs> but. It, it was, it was more like, I just, I mean, I understand why they yeah. did it. I just, it's, it's not the way I would get viewers sucked into this new story that they're trying to tell. I mean, if you're re, you're, you're really just rehashing things that the viewers are already aware of when there's all of these other characters that you can utilize to tell that story. And that's the big difference between episodes one and two yeah. for me is that in episode two, they did that. In episode one, it was just clear setup, and I'm just like, okay, when will the show actually yeah, start? Yeah, well, I, 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 I see your point. I, I did, diff- I did differ with you then. I still differ a little bit with you because uh, I felt like Raven was serving that role of you know, telling the story from another person's viewpoint uh, because we saw it as far as flashbacks. Well, she was having those visions of of the flying Graysons rather than it being told from, you know, from Dick's perspective. So, uh, so mm-hmm. from that standpoint, I thought it was, was actually a good way to introduce these characters because yes, uh, hardcore DC fans and many comic fans do know the story of the first Robin, Dick Grayson, but there's been Jason Todd and, um, Tim Drake and other uh, iterations of that character. So, you know, over time, uh, Whereas uh, the Robin is that Batman sidekick, each one of them has a different origin story. So I think it was necessary to set up this version of Titans to be clear which version of Robin we were we were dealing with. Right, especially since we're going to get another version of Robin showing up in a future right, exactly, episode. Exactly. Right. Right. No, that's that's a fair point. I don't like one mood, Rachel. Mm-hmm. Very much. Um, 
And that's another reason why I didn't really care for the second or the first episode is because I just enchantress. Yeah. 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 See? <laughs> no, no, she is. Um, and, and I think that bothers me, even though I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't seen Suicide Squad. It was on television, I guess, last night. And I just, I, uh, I was flipping the channels and I just kept on going. <laughs> At this point, it's, I just feel like it's just I, I, I just I should watch it just for completeness sake. But part of me is just like, no, no, we, we, we you know, we got to keep the streak alive here on the show. <laughs> but I see your about Rachel. Yeah, it was a lot of angst. It was a lot of enchantress. It was a lot of hiding behind multiple crosses and, and not being willing to uh, share what she was feeling with her mother. It was it was a very weird dynamic there with her mom. Yeah, it was almost mm-hmm. kind of exorcist type of, you know, vibe to it. I felt like I was watching some, some, you know, one of those old, you know, films like that. They were dealing with her, I guess, demonic or Raven-esque outburst. Um, but, but overall, as far as the pilot, I did like several things about it. One, it was definitely set, set in, being set in Detroit took it out of our typical, Metropolis, Gotham, Central City rubric of the DC universe. So it was good to, for that standpoint, having, having a new place. Uh, I thought the introduction, quite frankly, the, the star of the, of the first episode was definitely Starfire. And just her introduction being the amnesiac in Russia, um, you know, as far as time period, it was ambiguous. As far as was it happening contemporaneous with what was going on with with Dick and and Rachel, or was it er, a little earlier? But just just that you know, given in in, in real life how uh, people were just ragging on the character just because of some still shots and you know people taking photos from behind the scenes and that kind of stuff. But seeing how it actually played out, I was thoroughly enjoyed this character and just looked forward to sort of seeing how her story unfolds and um, especially how she dealt with uh, not only the guy who was in the closet, but, but also whenever she was in that office and, uh, you know, they thought they had the upper hand, but she, she showed them. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's a, it's a clever way to do a story or a character um, origin story, because as she's trying to figure out who she is, the viewers are following along. So it makes it less feel like exposition and more uh, actually plot points. And there, there's going to be a tie in because clear, clearly she's going to try to find Rachel and, and whether she's good or bad, that has yet to be remained. But yeah, so so um, we don't know if they already know her or if she's going to become a new, at first, enemy and a friend and how that will all work out. So, so yeah. Um, meanwhile, in the second episode, you have Hawk and Dove, who we're introduced to, and it's pretty much their story as Robin tries to dump Rachel on to them. And we learn that there was an affair and a crazy family and assassins and it of yeah. dead is of dead 
she's dead. <laughs> you confirming no, this? No, I'm not confirming or denying anything. I, I did read a spoiler, but I, I don't know if I should put it out there or not. But, you know, depending on when we drop this episode, people will either know what happens or maybe not. I will say. No, 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 sir. You do not say, I read something <laughs> and not put it out there. So if listeners, you don't want to know what Will read, then I suggest fast forwarding the next two minutes. Will, tell okay. me what you know. <laughs> <laughs> so spoiler alert. Yes. Dove does survive. Okay. Yeah. I knew it. Because I looked up her episode <laughs> history and IMDb, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure she's going to be still alive. They yeah. wouldn't do that. They wouldn't, um, yeah. But, but it, it, you know, it, will it be – it may not be one of the, you know, our Arrowverse, like, pop-up. You know, you get, like, mortally injured, but then next week you're just, oh, back in the fight um, kind of deal. So it seems like they will keep it uh, – try to keep it more grounded, like the show um, – so far, it seems to to be, be doing, given that it is a superhero show. But, uh, yeah, I, I really like this episode. I mean, just the way it started with uh, uh, with Hulk and Dove and uh, Hulk, basically, his introduction was very, it reminded me a lot of uh, Black Widow's introduction in one of the early Avengers movies. The uh, first one. The first one, the yeah. The first one. Um, and... How, you know, she seemed vulnerable, but in actuality, they had the whole, they had the situation under control. For the most part. Um, even, even, even with Castrate, Castrate Man. But, um, he, um, uh, you know, I think the way they, they introduced these characters showed that how this is a much larger universe. And also gave deeper context, obviously, to, to Robin's feelings towards Batman and and was sort of driving Robin not getting connected to people because obviously, you know, but when, when Raven touched them, uh, you know, Dove, she you know, had the flashback to Robin and, and, uh, Dawn's, uh, relationship years ago, which of course, you know, still is a very sore point for Hawk, especially when Dick shows up. But, um, uh, but also just the toll that being a superhero, uh, and crown fighter takes because you know you look at you look at Hank and he's dealing with all these war wounds of being in the fight and need, needs a hip replacement from from all the the beating that he's taken over the over the years. So uh, it, 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 again, it is it it is a good sh- tonal shift for these shows. It's to show that you know doing this crown fighting does take a toll on people and um, it, it gives gives. To me, it, it makes me care more about these characters. Well, it's a good point of contrast because you have you meet Robin in the first episode, and clearly he's still battling a lot of emotional scars and inner demons that this life mm-hmm. put on him. And he started off at, his, at a very young age as well. And so he's kind of put up the hood, but you also, and I'm going to say the hood or the cowl, too much arrow talk for me, I guess. I don't know. Um, but, but you also see him like kind of, he, he, it's that adrenaline rush. It's that addiction to the feeling of being a hero and taking down the bad guys and yeah. wanting justice. So, so we do see him battle off a bunch of goons in the first episode. And then to contrast that with Hawk and Dove, I mean, even Dove 
is, you know, she's not right. Like, I mean, granted what happens there at the very end, clearly, but you know, she's kind of like, okay, this can't go on forever. And that's what I found so interesting about it. It's, it's that clearly this takes a toll both emotionally and physically and having all three of them together, you see that and how that combination it can either lead you to find peace or it could lead to your own death. And so, and, and I like that. I like that worn and tear, um, which reminds me like there's something about this universe that feels much, much more lived in, um, especially in the second episode. Uh, and, and I appreciate that. And, and we'll see. I, I, I still don't like Rachel. I know she's just there's there's something so I don't and I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out if it's the writing or if it's the actress herself and I lean towards the actress um, because I think she's playing this way way too one note and and that's what irritates me is that yes this character clearly she's dark she's moody she's a teenager we get it but there's other ways to play that yeah and to to really make a difference between her and and whoever is stuck yeah. inside of her like that there should be a better contrast there so i feel like it's almost a missed opportunity granted that may be the direction she's been and given i think that's so. part of it but i think they but i think with this episode Especially when they paired her off with Dove, it gave them, you know, an opportunity to expand her from just being this dark brooding team because, um, it, it was kind of even in story, they, 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 they kind of noted that, that especially how Dick was treating her. And, and Dawn was like, you know, just, you know, you're treating her like a, you know, you're not, you're not treating her like a, a grown, a woman or an individual. You're treating her like a, you know, scared teenager or whatever. And, and so, mm-hmm. uh, cause you know, they were laughing and, and I wish we could have had more, more of that, um, before, but you know, what I did like, another thing I did like about this episode is they didn't try to shove too much into it. I mean, they really, you know, they could have easily have fallen into the trap of like, oh, we gotta like throw in Beast Boy, we gotta throw in Starfire, we gotta, you know, and have these very weak B or C stories in, in the episode. They really, I like the way they just kept the, the story focused on, on these characters. And as you mentioned earlier, the, the, the toll that, uh, being a, being a, Crown Fighter takes on on these individuals and 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 and, and Hawk and Dove trying to to get out. I mean, they were like doing this. This is his last score, and we're going to Wisconsin. And uh, Dick, even though he's been drawn back into it, clearly he has the chip on the shoulder that 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 he just you know not only does he have to you know beat these guys down, but he just he's just even more vicious. To the point that even, even Hawk and Dove are like, Jesus. I mean, we didn't, we didn't, we don't remember this guy. And so clearly, I think something, mm-hmm. whatever rift that happened between Dick and Bruce is driving that, uh, whenever he had his interactions with Alfred just to wire him the money to help him with the scheme of, you know, dumping off Ra- Rachel to, with, with Hank and, and, and Don. It, um, you know, the, the estrangement there was was 
you know, was also in the, in, in that short conversation that they had, that they showed. Uh, and, and again, it just gets to that, uh, you know, it, it gets to, they're trying, to, I guess, the parallels between, you know, what's happened with Dick and his upbringing versus what's happening with Rachel and as far as her, you know, eventually coming into, into this, this world, you know, Dick basically has these, these shields up where he is constantly pushing people away and not getting close so he doesn't get hurt. Uh, whereas I think Rachel, it seems that she wants to get to have some deep relationships, but, uh, people keep letting her down like, like Dick has. I don't know if people keep letting well, her down. Or she's kind of getting in her own yeah. way. I mean, if I saw what she could do, I'm maybe not in the yeah. same room as her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just a personal yeah, yeah, preference. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just, I mean, I, there, there's some justification here and, yeah. and she gets it. I, I think to a degree, she also uh, fears just as anybody else around her who sees it. She, she understands the fear. But how is she supposed to navigate that right, on her own? Right. And, and so clearly she needs help, but she's also, and, and she was yeah. drawn to him. They, there was something about it that, that just like how she has a demon inside of her almost, there's clearly also the opposite side, the good and the, the karma and the good fortune. So I think she's, she's, She's navigating that and she's seeing how that's also directing her yeah. to the right people at the right time and who can bring familiarity. Yeah, yeah. and I think that yeah. was, yeah, you, 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 you made a very good point there. And I think Dick doesn't want to, you know, he's like, I'm not good with family. At the end of the day, they will form this new, this new version of, of, of Titans and he, he will take that. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. It's, but it's not the, yeah, but again, I, what I like about this show is it, uh, it has taken a very well-worn team that's been out there for years and, and, and putting its own spin on it. So yeah, you have the, you have the, the characters, but you know, this, this is, a, this is its own universe. Uh, so, um, did, did that article that you read tell you that they were going to form oh, Titans no, at the end? Of course not. No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I'm just I'm trying to assess all of the scoop that you have that no, you're withholding. No, no, I'm just I'm, I'm just, just saying the painful obvious that obviously they don't have a show called Titans without them being a team. Oh, yeah, all right. <laughs> so so we paid the okay, so we paid the money and it seems like we're both satisfied yeah. at this point. They still got plenty of time to screw this up. You never, you never know, know, but know. it's a good I mean, clearly I think they had enough positive buzz from from the various premieres and I mean it's getting a very solid rating on IMDB it has like an 8.1 uh, and even the mm-hmm. even, even the even though we're not a big fans of Rotten Tomatoes it's, it's, it's got an 81% freshness rating on Rotten Tomatoes so people are enjoying what they see so yeah, yeah. I mean, it's already been renewed yeah. for a season two. Clearly, this is going to somewhere, and there will be a lot of yeah, chaos. Maybe, so. maybe. We yeah, just, maybe DC should just give up on the cinematic universe. Just focus on this. <laughs> it's been better. It's been better uh, than what they've put on the big screen so far. 
With the exception of, with the exception yeah, of. Yeah, that's, so, my friend, Daredevil Season 3 dropped on Friday. How far did you I get? I have been, I have, I have not watched a single episode, unfortunately, but I. Hate that yeah. to show everybody. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I want to use this as an opportunity for you to share with our listeners, um, your, your impressions of it, and then, you know, when I do watch it all, I will, I will give you my 30 second, or so uh, thoughts on it whenever we when we have a future show. Okay, first of all, everybody, Will told me he was going to watch Daredevil season two pretty much all year. Still yeah. hasn't <laughs> happened, so I don't think he's ever going to watch Daredevil season three. I, I really I, I doubt will. it. I will get to it. I will get to it. I, I, I even started it. I was I started it this evening, but yeah, just uh, just didn't get a chance to to finish episode one. So. Well, yeah, it took me two nights to finish episode one because episode one is a prologue that nobody asked for and the show really doesn't need. Like, you can watch the trailer for season three and you know what's going to happen within the first two episodes. It is as clear as day. I mean, I mean, I just I skipped through it. I honestly did because I was just like, I am not don't care. Then episode three happens and episode three is called No Good Deed. And it has some of the best writing yeah, that I've seen. Yeah, and I did read that article that you sent to me. And I almost and, I, and actually, in all honesty, I, I read uh, not only from your rundown and your comments uh, whenever we were just planning for tonight, but also. Uh, just other uh, reviews I read on episodes one and two. Big folks were like, definitely the the consensus was to just skip episode one and go straight to two. Yeah, and I don't even know if you need two. It's it's really you know where this is headed, and and I think I liked I liked episode three. That's really when things really start to happen, and then it goes on this series and. This show, it's a slow burn. It is. It really is. I, I actually found myself not really paying attention to a lot of the mm. fight scenes, really? surprisingly. Is it? I, um, I've seen. Is it that is very familiar at this point because we, we, you know, with these shows, we've, you know, had multiple iterations of them now and same, you know, similar choreography and, you know, creative teams. So is it just getting kind of played out? Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's it's not even, like, similar. It's sad. I don't – that's not why I watch these shows. I really don't. I don't – I'm not an action person. I like drama. I like good writing. I like good character development, and that's why I watch these shows. So in a weekend where I had a few other priorities going on, I decided to save time but also to make sure that I did my homework. Yeah, uh, well, I um, I just I skipped. I didn't. It's not even like I skipped it. I would just be looking at something else while listening to hiya hiya hiya. <laughs> I mean, it, the, the show is good. There were a few times when I would miss a fight scene and then I would go back through it uh, because this season one is the introduction of Kingpin and they do his story. Season two is Punisher and season three, it's all about bullseye. Although it's not about bullseye, it's about Dex. And he, he gives some really good fight, 
fight scenes, especially in this one episode called The Devil You Know. The ending fight scene between him and Matt Murdock is really genius um, because you have season two costume, which Dex is in versus season one costume, which Matt is in. And it's it's the two devils of Hell's, Hell's Kitchen fighting each other. And it's just it's a great piece of work overall. So so I do pay attention to those moments. The the scene I, I just watched it about two hours ago, but we talk a lot on this on this show about um Iris West and Felicity Smoke and those characters and the utilization of characters. Daredevil season three is slowly becoming Karen Page's story. And there is a scene between her and Fisk, which is just superb acting. And it is so well done. And I was seriously just like half looking away because I'm like, is he going to hit her? Is he going to hit her? And I don't, this is intense. Oh my God, what's going to happen? And it's just this great buildup of of anger they're both they're playing mental chess with one another and and it is fascinating to watch like like that when i saw that moment i was just like this is why i like these shows you know it took me a while to get into this season but but i'm starting to get some of the payoff and agent naeem oh that guy he he's got he's got a world of hurt coming for him like it is this season is really about how how your best intentions can lead you so far astray and and how corruption really works and it is and it is really remarkable what they're able to do with these characters across the entire board from the FBI agents to to fit um to Matt to Karen to Foggy um everybody finds themselves backed up into a corner and it's all based off the decisions that not only they made in this season but all the way back in season one so let me ask you this because um and it's more of a question of how is it is it like our other prior seasons with these shows that really episode six is like the tip, the, the tipping point and then things just sort of flow from there i mean it's huh, mm-hmm. is it, or does it come earlier no no see what i'm figuring it out is that they reversed it I think that there is a bigger payoff. Like I'm only finished. I just finished episode nine and, and it's building and building. And so I think that the reason why it's such a hard season to get into is because they kind of, they put the prologue at the very beginning, those first two episodes, and then you're in it. And there, it starts to, every episode, it starts to get a little bit more momentum and more momentum. And, and so I feel like it is really going somewhere while, while in the other seasons of these shows, it's felt like it started off strong and then it saved an epilogue for the last few episodes. And that's why the ending always falls flat. But I think that the writers, did the exact opposite this season. Okay, because okay. I know for me that's been a hard 
think about some of the other, uh, not necessarily Daredevil because I haven't seen it, but the other, the other series, it just seems that it just, you know, they start off slow, they hit, uh, you know, kind of a, hit a wall where it's just hard to get through that mid, the middle part. And then about episode six or seven, then things really pick up and then, um, yeah, and then, yeah, the payoffs at the end. Uh, but it's just hard to get to that, to that point, especially for, for, you know, for casual viewer like me who, um, who is not as, uh, I am not admittedly a bigger, big fan of the, of the Marvel Netflix universe as I am, you know, the, obviously the Arrowverse or even the MCU. So, um, yeah, that's good. That's, 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 that's interesting to hear you, hear you say that. Yeah. I, I mean, I at least, I think that I have, I, I see the momentum because I more understand what happened in season one. There are a few ties in that I'm not sure if you're going to be as like, oh my God, I can't believe they called that back up again. And what's going on and who are they talking about? But I do think that there's enough of the, this is, this is brand new information going on to where you would be satisfied, but you know, there, there's still a few episodes where they can, they can screw it up. Um, speaking yep. of Netflix, <laughs> I, there's so much conspiracy theories about this yep. going on now. Yep. Um, considering one week Iron Fist gets canceled and the next week Luke yeah, Cage gets Friday, canceled. The Friday and, news dump. I mean, Netflix still is doing that. <laughs> It's, it's just, I, I think it's interesting, like, now the speculation is, well, even though a report has come out where Netflix is, like, all of these decisions are made by us, and it's not because of the Disney streaming service, there's still a conspiracy theory that that's really what is going on. And then another one I've heard is that, well, Netflix canceled these two series, but that's because they're going to put out a Heroes for Hire, which will feature both Danny Rand and Yeah, Kate. I've seen that. I've, I saw, like, a Hollywood Reporter and a couple other uh, reports where, at least with uh, with Luke Cage or some creative differences too between Netflix and and mm. um, creator of Luke Cage and apparently I saw there was some drama back I guess last month in the uh, Luke Cage writers room where things actually production came to a halt. It's interesting. We'll probably get the real story at some point. It could, as you said, there could you know the. the I think the prevailing theory is out there that it could be a heroes for hire. Uh, I've seen, I read one interesting uh, thought piece today, and like I think maybe it's sci-fi wire or something, where they were giving some suggestions on how they could really kickstart the the, the Netflix uh, series. And one of them was to take some of the more popular you know, supporting characters like Colleen, Colleen, and uh, Misty Knight, and and. Uh, Create the daughters of the dragon is another theory mm-hmm. thing I've seen put out there. Uh, of course, heroes for hire, some type of you know revised their you know defenders because you know I've seen I haven't I know that they haven't renewed the defenders, but um, unless I've missed it, I haven't seen a definitive like we are not doing this either. Well, it's also kind of strange because this year I was looking, I was thinking about it. I feel like all of those main characters had a, had their next season air 
like it was it was just like every other month a new a new Netflix season would drop. Yeah. It was ridiculous, and and there was never ever talk about Defender season two was coming. So it almost felt like they wanted to see if the one of the reasons why Defenders fell flat was because people are just starting to lose interest in these stories, and if there's another way to tell it, and it could be that too. I don't know. I mean, I mean, Punisher, Punisher two, that's coming next year still. That's still planned. And, and based off of the ratings of Daredevil season, season three, I have a feeling that that's going to get renewed. Jessica Jones is the one I'm still like up in the air about because a lot of people did not like Jessica Jones season two. You know, the creator, the showrunner, she, she's actually moved on. So, so, so far, mm-hmm. season three, so far is still, uh, from what I, what I've read, it's still a go, but it's going to be a new creative, you know, leadership at the top. So, uh, you know, which is not, the, you know, you know, end of the world. I mean, that, that happens with shows. I mean, look at Arrow. I mean, even Star Trek Discovery, um, showed up, really enjoy, had, um, uh, turnover, uh, between seasons one and two as far as the executive producer. So, you know, things happen behind the scenes that, in some cases, it's, sometimes it's for the better <laughs> that there is uh, change at the creative at the top because it does give you know new energy to a to a show where um, you know things do get stale, um, especially with the, the way this universe has sort of unfolded. Uh, maybe it was just too much. Maybe maybe it was it, it diluted the product by having all these standalone shows, and maybe it would be better for a, a Danny and. And, and Luke to be together in a Heroes for Hire or Power Man and Iron Fist type of show. Yeah, I, I love that. I don't know how you get yeah. there, though. You know, because but we're, I know where both of those seasons ended. And and yeah. you do, too. Not yeah, I, did finish about those, it. I did finish those two shows. I did finish those two. And I finished Jessica Jones season two. And somehow I slogged through most of the Punisher. I think I may have, like, yeah, you know, may have been like, yeah. Yeah, but but I just don't know how you get either either Luke or Danny to that like, hey, this is what they did, and I'm like, but the last time I saw either of these characters, this is what they were doing. How how did we get there? You know, and and you know, if there is a Jessica Jones season three, you gotta bring yes. back Luke. Like there there should not be Jessica Jones without yep. Luke Cage. Like that yep. shouldn't be a thing. I am sorry. That's part of the reason why I, I didn't care as much about season two, other than a lot of the mom oh, stuff that I don't think was yeah. necessary yeah. at all. It was a hard. It was yeah. It was, it was a hard watch. So it was yeah. hard. And 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 season exactly. one was so brilliant. Exactly. It just it just boggles my mind. But I I really all three of those characters are so interconnected that. Sure, cancel all of their own shows, but you better bring them back in a in a place where we can learn, get to know them as a team, and they all belong in this universe. Like, I I feel like why Daredevil I wouldn't add in there is because they've kind of with his show have created a single like this is Hell's Kitchen, this is my turf, this is my story, this is Kingpin. And and the character who really goes back and forth is that is that Karen Page and Punisher belongs in that in that story as well. Anyway, I'm no, getting no, off topic. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you are you are on point because 
Uh, I, I, you're right. I think those other, the other three characters could coexist together in a, in a show very well. But, um, and, uh, and we, cause we saw you know, with the defenders having all four of them. Yeah, Matt, you know, it was, it, maybe, maybe have Matt, maybe not as a regular, maybe he could just be a re- recurring character on, on the, on the heroes for hire type of show. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. You know. All right. Will, why don't you tell our listeners where they can yes, find you? Yes, you can find me at Will M. Polk. That's W-I-L-L-M-P-O-L-K. And I will do my homework and watch Daredevil 3 and give you my thoughts. No, you won't. <laughs> um, and you can find me at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. Please follow our crew on Twitter at Scene and Nerd. Friend us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. But most importantly, rate, subscribe, and comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Good night, geek out. You're welcome. Bye.